people lost their family apartment buildings and houses have literally been flattened the situation in turkey and syria is heartbreaking as time passes the chances of survival for those trapped in earthquake rubble is decreasing significantly below freezing temperatures across the area have further reduced the odds of finding survivors but as time passes one wonders how will these countries recover from this disastrous event at the center of this frenzy is a 13-year-old boy carried on a stretcher a rescuer holds his hand moments after the teen was pulled out from under a collapsed building in Turkey Monday more than a week after powerful earthquake struck hopes are fading fast though of finding many more survivors the death toll across Turkey and neighboring Syria is still rising the united nations warns the final tally could easily surpass 50000 i discussed the situation in turkey and syria with ankur i'm mugdha and you are listening to the news park Hi Mukda, how are you? I'm good, do you? I'm well. We all are aware about the situation in Turkey and Syria after the deadly earthquake. So what's new that you would like to discuss today? I want to unravel those aspects that were kind of hidden or ignored in these two countries that are coming to light after this disaster. Mhm. Do you remember the 2011 Japan earthquake and tsunami? Yes, more than 22,000 people were killed or went missing. Yeah, I remember our TV screens were filled with shocking videos of Japanese fleeing for their life. Yes, and that was a magnitude 9.1. But even deadlier earthquakes have been in Haiti, Indonesia, Chile. So can you explain to our listeners in a really simple way how an earthquake is measured and why the Turkey one was so deadly? Of course, earthquakes are measured by magnitude. It is a scale which is based on the seismic energy released by the quake. And what is the range of the scale? So the range can be from magnitude of three, which is a minor, to a magnitude of eight and above, which has a significant impact. And to my knowledge, the Turkey one was of magnitude seven point eight. Hmm. The first one was magnitude seven point eight, and just nine hours apart, another earthquake for seven point five. Hmm. So two consecutive earthquakes, and that too at the maximum end of Richter scale. Yes. This was so deadly that it could be felt as far as Israel and Lebanon, which are hundreds of kilometers away. Turkey and Syria have faced one of the worst set of quakes and is now joined in misery and rescue workers continue to clear the rubble. Turkey has witnessed more than 21,000 deaths and Syria with 3,500 deaths. And not just the magnitude, the time of the day played a big factor too. You know people were in bed when it happened. Mhm. Then a cold and wet weather system moving through the region. Yeah, poor weather conditions just made it worse. Definitely. Weather made it challenging for the rescue and recovery teams to reach the affected areas. And this was not the end. Not at all. A series of aftershocks reverberated through the region in the hours to follow. More than 125 aftershocks have been recorded so far. 
You know, it seems like nothing was in Turkey's favor. The style in which the buildings fell played its own role in so many deaths. Do you know about the pancake collapse? Mm, pancake collapse? Uh, what is that? Pancake collapse refers to a structural collapse where the collapse of a building occurs from the top floor to vertically into the floors below. So basically, the top floors start pounding from the top to bottom in a progressive manner. This continues down, accumulating more weight and stress as the structure falls. You know, while you were explaining to me what a pancake collapse is, I kind of created an image in my mind. And I'm sure it is deadly. Literally, because you realize that in such a collapse, there is absolutely no chance of survival. Sadly, but yes. You know, Mukta, because of this earthquake, many of the construction scams have also got highlighted. Oh yes, I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. Like when the quake hit, an apartment block in Osmania, a city in southern Turkey, collapsed like a house of cards. Like house of cards? Mm-hmm. Burying the residents under nine floors of concrete. And when you look at the wreckage, you realize there is no reinforcement steel used. So the concrete lost its strength and the column collapsed. Along with the floors, as soon as the ground started to shake. Basically resulting in the pancake collapse that you explained. I feel like this earthquake in Turkey and Syria is revealing all the negative things about these two countries, which up till now were just ignored. First war, then the earthquake robbed them of their home. So they sit in a field and wonder where will they live now? Local Syrian organizations have bought a few tents for those made homeless in Genderis, a town controlled by a Syrian rebel group backed by the Turkish government. But the amount of aid sent in by the international community is pitiful. Yesterday, a few UN trucks crossed the border from Turkey under the watchful eye of the UN humanitarian chief. True. You know, way back, the Turkish government had imposed a special tax aimed at reinforcing existing buildings against earthquake. Oh, so an action was taken. Uh, Well, actually, more than $17 billion had been collected from this tax. But there are claims that only a portion of this money was actually used for the stated purpose of seismic protection, while most of the money was spent off for other purposes. Hmm. People have been paying earthquake taxes to the state all their lives, but are unable to reap any benefit when they actually need it. Of course, the public is frustrated. There are hate messages all over the internet against the Turkish president. Yes, President Erdogan tried to calm the anger of earthquake victims, saying that such things always happen, it's part of destiny's plan. Yes, but he has promised immediate relief of about $530 to each homeless family and promised that within a year, the housing ministry will build new houses for everyone who became homeless from the earthquake. Mukda, don't you think that this is unrealistic? Of course, such a thing would obviously require trillions of Turkish lira and cannot be completed in such a short time. You know, every time I Google search about Turkey, I'm shocked by the increasing deaths. I don't know when it's going to stop. Yeah, the UN humanitarian aid coordinator Martin Griffiths has said that the death toll can reach at least 50,000. That's just unbelievable. And I hope that's not true. Mm-hmm. In Syria, more than 5 million people are thought to have been displaced. 
Yeah, the situation in Syria is the worst. Yeah, Turkey is well placed to recover in the near term compared to Syria, because with Syria, it is a totally different story. Syria has been in a state of total economic collapse after twelve years of war. Okay, so before moving on, how the earthquake is impacting Syria, can you first, very simply, explain about the civil war there? Sure. Um, the civil war in Syria is a complex and ongoing conflict that began around 2011. It started as a peaceful protest against the government of President Bashar al-Assad, who has been in the power since 2000. I know that this protest was a part of the larger Arab Spring movement, and that it swept across the Middle East and North Africa. Right. So the Syrian government responded to the protest with violence. which led to the opposition taking up arms to defend themselves over time the conflict has escalated into a full blown civil war with various opposition groups and government forces fighting for control of the country so what started as a peaceful protest against the government escalated into a full blown war causing significant harm to the people of syria right and what about the situation now like who controls syria Well, in recent years, the government, with the support of its allies, has been able to gain the upper hand and retake control of much of the country. But there's still resistance, right? Yes, uh, particularly in the northwestern province of Idlib, which is controlled by opposition forces. The situation in Idlib remains tense, with sporadic fighting and airstrikes by the government and its allies. And how is the situation there after the earthquake? Worse. since syria is already affected by the civil war uh, because of that there are syrians who are trapped in the opposition controlled areas who are just abandoned hmm i heard that in the first 3 days at least two dozen shipments of disaster relief aid were sent to northwestern syria but none of it actually reached there right basically the earthquake has brought the situation in syria back into the spotlight especially that the ongoing conflict and humanitarian crisis in the country must be addressed what about the aid coming from all other countries i feel like i want to hear some good news at least i have the same feeling um well mukta do you remember the qatar fifa world cup mm yes but why are you bringing that up Because Qatar will be shipping Turkey and Syria ten thousand cabins and caravans used during the FIFA World Cup. Oh, I see. Yeah, and these cabins will now house people who lost their homes in devastating earthquake. I know Qatar and Turkey have built increasingly strong ties in recent years. Right, Qatar has one of the biggest foreign rescue teams in Turkey with about one thirty people on the ground. It has also sent hundred tons in aid. It's good to know that people do come out and help. Just restores our faith in humanity. Absolutely. Did you hear the news about the anonymous donor? Mm, anonymous donor? No, I, I didn't hear that. You know, an anonymous donor in the U.S. walked into the Turkish embassy and donated thirty million U.S. dollars to victims devastated by the earthquake. That is heart touching. Hmm. And this anonymous donor is from Pakistan. Hmm. Okay so let's come to the most important part of this podcast how can we help or what things can we donate you know the answer is fairly simple all the big relief organizations are requesting that instead of sending goods send them money which makes sense as cash allows them to not only be faster but it also allows those who are helping these communities be adaptable to what the community needs 
Exactly. While these organizations are grateful for the outpouring of support from all over, it's important to know that neither the American Red Cross nor the other big organizations are accepting the donation of in-kind goods such as food, clothing, blankets or toys at this time. You know, these items can be difficult to manage on the ground and these just divert resources from their mission. So we all should donate money to reputable organizations that are working on the ground to provide relief and support to affected communities. Mm-hmm, yes, we all know some of these well-known organizations that provide disaster relief, which includes the Red Cross, UNICEF, and Doctors Without Borders. Mm-hmm. They will use these donations for trauma supplies and continue to provide emergency aid to, to, to their patients. Yeah, thousands of Red Cross and Red Crescent responders are on the ground providing blood products, millions of hot meals, temporary shelter, medical care, emergency aid supplies, and mental and emotional support to people in need. Mm -hmm. And many people who were rescued are in need of emergency supplies, including hygiene items and blankets, especially women. Yes, people can also check out the Syrian American Medical Society or the Turkish Red Crescent and donate them. You know, they're providing high thermal blankets, mattresses, kitchen sets, plastic sheeting, jerry cans, sleeping mats, winter clothing kits and winter jackets. Mm -hmm. Also, mobile kitchen and catering services to the regions. Yeah, I guess our listeners know how dire the situation is in Turkey and Syria. And any help, however small or big, is a huge helping hand. True. Well, thank you so much, Mukta, for discussing this topic. Disasters like this cannot be avoided. But this is the time all of us should come together to help the one in need. And help is needed not just now, but for the years to come, as these two countries will take years to revive. This happened in Turkey and Syria, but it could have been closer to your home or your loved one's home. I'm not trying to bring you down, but to make you realize that we all are a part of one family. We need to step up and help our fellow human beings. Please donate to the needy by clicking on the links in the bio. Thank you for listening. See you next time.